Welcome to Traverse Legal Radio, the Tech Lawyer Podcast, a show dedicated to helping entrepreneurs, CEOs, and founders navigate legal issues, grow revenue, and increase their valuation. This podcast is sponsored by the IP and litigation attorneys at Traverse Legal PLC. Visit TraverseLegal.com to learn how Traverse Legal's attorneys are changing the way law is practiced. Now, here's your host, trial attorney Enrico Schaefer. Welcome to Tech Law Radio. My name is tech attorney Enrico Schaefer, and on the show today, we have again a returning guest, Mallory King. Mallory is a trademark and IP attorney with Traverse Legal, and she specializes in online brand enforcement, amongst other things. And she's going to be talking to us today about uh, something that's kind of near and dear to our hearts here at Traverse Legal, which is protecting your name online. If you're a celebrity or if you're a social media influencer, how do you create branding rights around your name or the name that you're using for your Instagram account or your Twitter handle or your Facebook page? What we see out there is just a lot of anarchy where you've got all these influencers and celebrities or celebrity slash influencers who have different handles uh, that may or may not match their name, that may or may not match their trademark, that may or may not match their other handles across other platforms. We see all these impersonators out there on the celebrity side where uh, you've got fans and, and infringers, people who have bad faith intent to you know profit from your name, doing all kinds of bad things online under the celebrity name or under a very similar account name um, or moniker that's being used by the influencer celebrity as part of their social media branding. So with that, Mallory King, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me again, Enrico. It's a pleasure to be back for another episode. So you and I do a lot of um, online work, and and part of that really involves um, helping companies build their intangible assets. What does that mean? Their trademarks, their copyright, their name and likeness, uh, all of these things, these intangible things have asset value. So for instance, we always say 50% of Apple's total market cap, the valuation of the company is simply its trademark rights. It's not revenue. It's not any of these other things. It's the value of its brand. So what I think a lot of regular companies and a lot of tech companies forget is that their trademark has real value. So if they ever go to exit or they ever go to monetize or they ever go to sell their company or what have you, uh, those brands are either going to bring a lot of asset value to the table at close or they're not. And we really help companies grow the asset value and protect themselves and protect their intangible assets online. So with that, Mallory, let's talk a little bit about the social media influencer space and the celebrity face, uh, the celebrity space and how those different interests can protect themselves online in terms of their name, their brand, uh, their account name, um, you know, these types of issues. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to you and I want you to talk a little bit about kind of like the general problem out there of personal names and trademarks when it comes to influencing and celebrity. 
Absolutely. So a lot of celebrities and influencers actually bolster the strength of their name by acquiring a trademark for that name. And in a perfect world, that would be what everyone would do first. Um, but it's not. Um, and so you you mentioned you get a lot of times that these influencers don't have handles that necessarily match up with their actual name or it's different across different platforms. So, you know, ideally you want all of your social media handles to match. You want them to line up with your trademarks or your personal name. So, you know, one of the best things they could do, you know, is have that trademark to their personal name. For instance, you know, uh, our President Donald Trump has his own name trademarked, Taylor Swift, Rihanna, Victoria Beckham, Justin Bieber, Bruce Springsteen, Katy Perry, Kylie Jenner, the list goes on. Um, the hitch with trademarking your name, though, is that it does have to be identified with a particular source of goods. So, you know, for instance, Kylie Jenner has cosmetics that she attaches, you know, her name to as an identifier for cosmetic goods. Um, and also, you want to make sure that your name, if you do trademark it, doesn't create likelihood of confusion issues. So again, Kylie Jenner ran into a lot of problems trademarking her name because there were already other Kylie marks out there that were making a similar use in the cosmetic space. So if that isn't an option for someone who is influencing, say they're completely foreclosed from trademarking, there's too much confusion, uh, it's just not going to happen, then they can oftentimes have rights to their name itself, as we discussed in our previous podcast about how the right of publicity can be a real ally for people that are well known and get commercial profits from their name, because that can be a way to uh, bolster your rights and potentially um, you know, get rid of someone who is using your social media handle as their as their um, name on a social media account. So there, there's a couple different ways you can go at it, but like we we're saying, you know, you want everything to really line up, like ideally have it all be the same, so people really know who you are. And like you said, it creates value in the event that you're ever going to sell your company or really, you know. Uh, franchise out your brand, whatever you want to do with your company. Yeah, you're creating brand value, right? So the fact that Kylie Jenner or Katy Perry, obviously they uh, they do different things, but let's just take uh, Katy Perry. She's a musician and she, you know, she you know, sings at concerts and on albums. That n isn't necessarily a trademark, but when Katy Perry goes to launch a cosmetics line uh, under the brand Katy Perry, assuming she creates the brand called Katy Perry, then all of a sudden it can be trademarked. It becomes an identifier for goods and services. The same thing is true for influencers. If Katy Perry is simply doing social media influencing or being a brand ambassador for someone, then there is a um, description of services. There's an international class under trademark law that allows her to potentially attach her name to the service of social media influencing or marketing, and now she again can potentially trademark her personal name as an influencer, as uh, doing influencing under that name or under her handle if it's different than her name. So what we find is that a lot of people in the space, whether they're a celebrity that's doing influencing, a non-celebrity who's got enough followers and fans that they're doing influencing, or a celebrity that's doing both the celebrity thing and the influencing thing, is that 
they don't understand trademark law well enough to understand what they are missing out on in terms of asset value, increasing their asset and brand value, and in terms of increasing their leverage to stop other people from imitating them online or s- siphoning off their goodwill for their own purposes. So, you know, this concept of being a source identifier, let's talk a little bit about that, Mallory. How does that work? What is a source identifier? Well, in trademark law, in order to trademark uh, a name or um, or a mark, it needs to be uh, it needs to be the identifier of a source of goods. So like we we've talked about cosmetics a lot today already, but it could be Nike. Nike is an a source identifier for athletic apparel. Um, you know, uh, Pepsi is a source identifier for a cola. Um, you know, so you want to like be able to attach whatever your mark is and here we're talking, you know, names, but you want to be able to attach that to a tangible good. And actually to acquire registration with the USPTO, you need to show that that you're actually using that mark in commerce in association with the particular international class good that you're looking, you know, to have it identify. And that's how you're going to gain that protection. Um, You did mention, though, that, you know, there is an IC now, um, you know, for social media influencing, and that could open up more possibilities for people who don't have their name as their social media handle to actually trademark their social media handle. Um, And, you know, I've seen some um, pending, you know, registration that actually include the at sign, you know, and so especially if your handle is really gaining traction and it becomes something that you want to then, Hey, I'm going to put my handle on a shirt or I'm going to just use this really to crank out my social media influencing. Um, that's a, that's an option you can explore now. And so it, it really is, uh, something that anybody utilizing social media commercially should consider doing. And if, if I'm an influencer and I'm legitimately doing influencing under my, my Instagram handle or my, my Twitter account name, um, it doesn't matter if I've got a thousand followers or a million followers, as long as I am doing business and identifying myself under that name, which is effectively my brand, I can go ahead and register that potentially with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Isn't that true? Yes. Yes. Um, Like I mentioned, they just want to, it could be you or me. Um, If we're using our name in a commercial manner, um, we could have that potential to register that. That's accurate. Mm -hmm. And that is good news, right? Because the reality is that when you go ahead and register that name as a trademark, right, you, you just improve your position in so many different ways. You create asset value, you establish yourself even more as a brand, you can claim the trademark by using the TM designation, or once you're registered, you can change the TM designation to the coveted circle R, right? Yeah. And put it by your name, and then you're telling the world, hey, I am a brand. This this moniker, this name, this, this uh, you know, whatever my account name is for a, for a particular social media platform, that is my trademark. And it's kind of like a don't tread on me, right? Don't use anything similar to what I'm using in a way that could confuse customers to think that you are me, 
right? Because that's what trademark law does. It protects consumers from being confused about who they're dealing with. So you get all that. And then, of course, you get the ability to kind of shut other people down when they do step over the line and get uh, much more defined rights, much better legal leverage under trademark law to protect yourself online. So all good news, but yet you and I, we don't see a lot of social media influencers do, um, engaging in, in strategy discussions around their brand, their name, and how to protect it, whether or not they should be changing um, certain um, identifiers with their social media accounts, or whether or not, at the first instance, they should be using your, their personal name or their account name as a trademark. Really, strategically, you should have those discussions and then transition into the stronger um, position, transition into uh, a, a place where you're going to be able to get asset value where you otherwise couldn't. All right, so let's talk a little bit more about celebrity names as trademarks because they're a little different, right? So if I'm, if I'm, you know, if I'm Mallory King, I, you know, I know how famous you are and oh, how yeah. <laughs> so many people follow you and love you online, right? But that's different than, say, Katy Perry, right? And so yeah. um, if you're a celebrity, you fall into this new category of being notorious, at least at some significant level where people understand when they hear that name, they associate it with you. And those people get a little bit um, higher deference and some special rights that you might not otherwise get if you weren't well known. Tell us about that. Right. So to that point, if you are a celebrity or um, justifiably well known, um, the social media um, platforms have developed a verification um, process now. And if you'll... I'm sure everyone would be familiar with the little blue check mark that comes next to any sort of official celebrity account that Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will all place next to their handle or their name to indicate to the consumer or to the viewer, the visitor, um, that this is the official account for this individual. And this was something that was developed um, over the last few years in response to um, impersonation that was really rampant on these social media platforms um, where people would make imposter accounts, hold themselves out to be that celebrity or that influencer, and it would create genuine confusion on social media, especially when they started saying things that, you know, weren't weren't in line with that particular celebrity's, uh, you know, lifestyle or their beliefs or, you know, the brands that they support. Um, you know, I, I was reading up on a few. Uh, one celebrity had issues with a, an impersonator account making false pregnancy announcements when they weren't expecting um, or you know, slandering another celebrity um, online when they never said that about the other person. And so that's where this verification badge kind of spawned out of is as a way to really tell people, okay, this is a legit um, account and you can trust that this is the person who they're saying they are. 
Yeah, it's really interesting. And, and you know, for celebrities, they do get a little bit of, um, you know, extra deference. But, you know, sometimes you will get celebrities who we represent and they'll say, well, but I don't sell anything and I'm not an influencer. And, and for those folks, we can create a strategy where you do just a little bit of something in right. order to create trademark rights so that you can better protect your name online. So a lot of this is, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to register my trademark. Okay, yeah, that's fine. But the real starting point is on trademark strategy. It's talking to a competent, experienced trademark attorney who knows how to create brands and knows how to navigate the digital space, who's going to help you figure out what is the best way to go about protecting your name as a celebrity. What is the best way to build and grow your your brand as an influencer in the online space? And then what are the strategies, of course, then to protect yourself online? Do identify the most problematic impersonators, uh, copycats, and infringers, and and shut them down either through the policy of one of the social media platforms or leveraging, you know, trademark law or the rights of publicity in order to shut someone else down. So those are all really the types of things that we want influencers and celebrities to start thinking about. And the reason why we're having this podcast today is because, honestly, we don't see a lot of celebrities uh, doing this kind of thing. And and it's just something that a lot of folks don't understand, so they just don't know what they don't know. So what do you want to talk about next, Mallory? What's the next thing that people should be thinking about? Well, the next thing to have on your radar, you know, if you are a celebrity, you know, one, I would say if you're a celebrity and you're worried about impersonators, you're worried about someone tarnishing your name, your brand, you should uh, have, you know, us or, you know, search for your name on social media. See what accounts are out there. See what they're doing. See what they're saying. Because like you said, there's ways to get that removed either through that social media platform's policies or through trademark or right of publicity laws as well. Um, but something to consider, and I found interesting that you and I discussed a little bit, was um, that, you know, for instance, Twitter recognizes in their policy, you know, the right to have a quote-unquote fan account. And so, you know, they create these parameters that, you know, you could be like Reese Witherspoon fan account, as long as you're identifying yourself as a parody, a fake, a fan, or a commentary, and you make your non-affiliation stated in a way that can be understood by the intended audience that you're not that person. However, despite that policy, um, you could still have leverage to, you know, challenge that profile if you don't like it because it's still using your name. And it could be something that you just don't want out there at all. So that is some other things to be thinking about, you know, and in general, trademark law does recognize certain fair use aspects. So I'm always erring on the side of caution, you know, just be cognizant that there could be defenses that, you know, you're not always going to have a slam dunk right to your name all the time. But, you know, for the most part, you should have at least an argument to support that you don't want others using your name in ways that you're not authorizing. 
Let's talk a little bit about the, the kind of the general concept here, because I think a lot of celebrities and a lot of influencers and a lot of social media stars, they don't really appreciate the problem until they're in the middle of it, right? And so the, the, they, they call us after there's a problem, and now we're trying to figure out what rights they may or may not have, right? And we, you and I are always contemplating the stuff they should have done previously, yes. <laughs> which would have given us so much better leverage, right? But that they didn't. So we're we're putting out the fire after it's burning. The reason why this is so important is because it's always it's always you know um, challenging when you're dealing in money, right? So we as lawyers, especially in the trademark space and in doing commercial law, like we're we're basically pushing money from one side of the table to the other, right? Our client to the defendant and back, like they're trying to fighting over money. Well, I'll tell you, and you know this and I know this, but sometimes people don't recognize it until it happens to them, is there's something more valuable than money, and it's your reputation. It's your name. There is nothing more valuable than that. And until it's been impaired or impinged or impugned, right, you tend to not think about it. And and in the Internet space, it's so easy for anyone to do anything uh, for good or bad motive that once it happens to you and it's out there and you're seeing that your reputation is being drugged through the mud by someone else or that you're being associated with something that you don't want to be associated with and now you're trying to do a cease and desist you're trying to shut it down like that's when you really feel it and what we're telling people is this understand on the front end that your name your brand your reputation is the most important thing that you own in the online space and you should be paying attention to it from the get-go. And by the way, when you get into these social media um, influencer contracts, which I think we just did a show on that not that long ago, like what are the essential terms that every social media influencer should have in their agreement? What are they licensing? Well, in many ways, they're licensing, yes, potentially the copyright photograph that they upload, but they're also licensing their brand they're licensing their name, they're licensing their name and likeness in some instances. That's a licensing issue. That contract is a licensing contract, right? But in order to license stuff, you gotta own it. And the thing that you own, your name, your likeness, your brand, your trademark, if the, the further that you build those things up on the front end, the more you can get paid for licensing them on the back end. And so that's really the point, right? Building asset value, it's always more fun to build things than to try and deal with the carnage of a problem, right? Someone's someone's attacking your reputation online under your brand name or imputing your brand online. Ooh, that hurts. That's not as fun as say, hey, let's, you know, I'm, I'm a social media influencer. I have 50,000 uh, followers on Instagram. I'm starting to get paid money for what I'm doing, for doing endorsements of products that I love and believe in. Um, and, uh, and now let's build this brand up so that I can continue to grow and protect myself online. Way more fun, right, Mallory? Way more fun. It's always it's always a pleasure working with someone from the ground up and not having to, you know, clean up the mess as you as you put it. Um, because I would rather be projecting into the future than uh, thinking about what c- 
could have, should have, would have been done in the past. So yeah, it's definitely something that I think, you know, moving forward, you know, we want to plant with people that think about this day one. Are you going to, are you going to make yourself publicly known? Are you going to influence? Are you going to, you know, do X, Y, and Z? Uh, make it happen. Uh, make some t-shirts, make some merchandise. I feel like that's the easiest way, you know, Mer- you know, put, put your name on a t-shirt, get a trademark. I mean, it's that easy. Like you said, you don't need to have like a big slew of items or merchandising or commercial uses for your name. You just need something to get you in the door and get you those rights. Because like you said, it'll be way more lucrative for you down the road. It is. Now let's talk a little bit about the right of publicity. I know we touched on it earlier. So we've been talking a lot of trademark rights and, and, and so that's, that's, that's one piece of the puzzle. What is the right of publicity and how is that different than a trademark? Well, the right of publicity exists um, irregardless of a trademark right. So right of publicity is a cause of action that protects an individual's right to control and profit from the commercial use of their name, likeness, image, and our persona. And um, it's varied across states, you know, depending on how it's recognized. But a lot of times it is reserved for people who um, are in the limelight, are celebrities, perhaps professional sports players, you know, anybody that could be publicly known, though there are a minority uh, few states that do let, you know, anyone like you or I, you know, have that right of publicity. But it's just another tool in someone's arsenal if their name or their image is being used in a way that they do not want. So we did touch on this last time, but, you know, if uh, your face is being put on a t-shirt and you're like, I don't want my face on that t-shirt, right of publicity, uh, you know, granted that you have the level of um, public recognition to give you that right, but it, it exists completely um, outside of trademark law. And so it, it's a great fallback um, for someone who doesn't have registered trademark rights um, and that, that it can be used to uh, really bolster and protect your, your name and brand. Yeah, so I can't just go and say Mallory King um, uh, loves uh, the legal services that we provide to social media influencers at Travis Legal and put a picture of you up and make that commercial use unless I have a license or permission from you to do so. Yes, ideally, even though, you know, I'm not as famous as some other people. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would probably take issue. I mean, granted, that's a positive way to use my my image. But if you were doing something a little more uh, nefarious, then, yeah, I would definitely have an issue. And I would t- I would uh, bring it up, you know. Um, and, of course, there are other ways, you know, like defamation and things like that. But, I mean, the those aren't as, as robust. If you can if you can get it taken care of with right of publicity, with trademark copyright do it that way yeah it is good and it's like so let's just say i'm a social media influencer and i agreed to do um three posts for a brand and they paid me um you know a thousand dollars per post to do the endorsement and i believed in the brand and i did the post and i put up the photo of me with the brand and i encouraged my followers to go ahead and buy that that item okay now let's just say that the brand that then decides that they're going to do a screenshot of that post with your picture and your name and post it on the web or uh, film a commercial and put it in there. Um, what kind of issues might that create? 
Well, I would first want to see what your license and your contract with that brand uh, stated and what uses they were allowed under that contract because it could be easy as just citing a particular provision and claiming that they're in breach of contract if they're doing something beyond the scope of what you agreed for them to do or what you were licensed to do. So that would be my first um, inclination. Um, beyond that, I you know, explore what your copyright rights are. Like I said, write a publicity if it's your face. Um, maybe there isn't a formal contract. So you'd want to explore, you know, um, alternative remedies. Um, but that would be my thought. I would always go to the contract first. And, and you know, what we see here is in the spaces so much kind of informal maybe an email yep. went back and forth there's so much that's implied because there isn't an express agreement and what we tell our social media in influencer clients is look at you know there's not a lot of good form contracts out there for social media influencers from either the social media influencer or the brand point of view but whenever you're doing a commercial transaction the most important thing you have is is the contract because the contract's going to set forth the expectations so we deal with these issues all the time where the brand has used used the social media post or the picture or the name in some way that the influencer didn't anticipate. And then the first stop is, what does the contract say? And it turns out, oh, we don't have a contract, but here's these emails. Well, good news, bad news. To the extent that a right is implied because there is no express grant to the brand that they can use your face in a commercial, right? Then you're automatically in a much stronger position from the social media influencer side, right? Because it's your face. And you almost always can, in an implied situation, terminate any permission, right? So even you can say you never had that permission, you never had that license for that use. But even if you did, as of today, we're letting you know it's terminated. So then, you know, if it's running, if there's no way to get it down, anything there might be willful infringement, et cetera. It gives you all the leverage. So, you know, we talk about getting getting your rights of publicity lined up, getting your trademarks and your brands lined up and all these things. The, the point is, if you do those things, your ability to enforce or obtain a appropriate license fee or royalty for any unauthorized use is very well protected under law. The, the, the law protects the trademark owner, the copyright owner, the name and likeness owner over the user of the name and likeness of the trademark of the copyright. So, you know, if you're on the influencer side, the law is typically on your side. If you're on the brand side, why would you want to get involved in a relationship where all this wasn't clear so that no one came back later and said you willfully infringed and now are subjected to $150,000 in statutory damages plus attorney fees in addition to the licensee, in addition to disgorgement of profits. I mean, it's crazy not to, to get all of this nailed down before you do it. And it's crazy not to protect your brand, your IP, your name and likeness before you start entering into these relationships because it just becomes a bit of a mess. You don't want to have to hire an attorney to clean this stuff up. You'd rather just have everyone get it right in the first place. No, exactly. And a lot of people are deterred on the front end by the costs of trademarking and, uh, you know, doing all that. But it it always ends up being worth it in the end because it's going to cost you much more to fix it if you don't do it first. So that's what, you know, I always try to emphasize with, you know, potential clients is like, this is an investment and it's going to 
it's going to pay you back in the future if you if you invest in this protection now. Yeah, it's the best of trademarks and and creating branding rights and extending those brand rights. It's the best ROI you can get. There's a lot of things that you pay professionals to do where it's just really unclear what the ROI is. The ROI on trademarks and copyrights and and extending your your brand and your and your name uh, really quickly pay themselves off and your ability to enforce, your ability to fight back and your asset value. Now, I know, Mallory, there's a lot of verification systems that are out there now in social media where you can verify your account and these types of things. And we're going to come back some someday and talk about that. What I want to talk about right now is will you for these listeners, and we love our fans and the people who listen to this podcast, but will you post when this goes live on the website uh, it, the social media policies for Facebook and Instagram and Twitter uh, so that that people who are in this space who want to engage in self-help, who want to report an imposter uh, account or, um, or try and get Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter to take down an infringing use from their platform. All these companies have policies and all these companies have a way that you can try and deal with these issues. Uh, will you provide that to everyone for free? Absolutely. Absolutely. I will link to where those are located, where you can see the pertinent language and all of them have mechanisms for submitting a form or flagging things as uh, as violating their terms. And so I will definitely provide that to our listeners. And and I, I thank you for that. I think the listeners will be appreciative. And I think the other thing that we should probably make sure everyone understands is just because the policy of Twitter, Instagram or Facebook or some other platform doesn't get you what you're looking for doesn't get the account taken down that's not the end of the of the uh, inquiry just because the policy of one of these private companies doesn't help you out doesn't mean that the law won't help you out so the law tends to be far more protective than the policies and so there's a lot of defenses that might work on Instagram that don't work in United States federal court on an IP claim Exactly. Exactly. If you if you hit a roadblock with any of these, uh, you know, self help procedures that these platforms provide, then definitely uh, don't rule out a legal course of action because, like you said, it could very well be that. The fan profile that Twitter, you know, finds to be a fan account, you know, legitimately according to their policies, could still be considered trademark infringement or a violation of right of publicity in a court of law. Yeah, these these companies are they, they design their policies so that they don't have to dig too far into it, and if it's not completely obvious, then they punt, right? And yeah. uh, and because they understandably so, how much are they going to have by way of resources to try and unwind the facts on all of these things? Things. And and yeah. they don't have a lot of resources. And the reason why these things are are free and cheap on the internet is because they don't have to devote many resources to these types of issues because they're protected. But for instance, if someone's infringing a trademark on Instagram using the moniker, then you know your ability to to sue Instagram is extremely limited or non-existent. Right? Uh, they get to stand back and let the parties duke it out. 
Exactly. All right. This is uh, Tech Law Radio. We've enjoyed having Mallory King on the show today. We again want to say thank you and a shout out to all of our listeners for making this a uh, featured uh, podcast on many of the platforms. Mallory has kindly offered to provide uh, easy reference links to the policies of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, and perhaps other platforms as we continue to grow out the blog post uh, to help people help themselves. If you find that someone has an account set up under your name or your trademark and you think it needs to come off, then a good place to start is self-help. You don't have to pay any attorneys any money or any fees. Just see if you can get it taken down. If you can't, then come to us. If you are a celebrity or Instagram influencer who's got a lot of problems out there and you want a law firm that is going to manage uh, uh, your online brand and fight off and cease and desist letter and notice letter and do takedown notices through the policies of the platforms, we do that for a lot of clients as well. So feel free to reach out. Give us a call. Until next time, this is attorney Enrico Schaefer and this is the Tech Law Podcast. You've been listening to the Tech Lawyer Podcast, sponsored by Traverse Legal PLC, a law firm representing clients like you on matters just like yours. You can find the Tech Lawyer Podcast on most podcast listening platforms, including your home devices. Until next time, remember that good attorneys win for their clients. Great attorneys tell you up front how they're going to do it and how much it will cost. 